Hello and welcome to another episode of the Craft Beer Talk Show. I'm your host, Matt Sausch. If this is your first time, welcome. This is a show where we talk about craft beer, of course, beer history from time to time, and whatever uh, really crosses my mind. If you're a returning listener, welcome back and thank you for tuning in. So this is kind of an interesting episode. Um, If you're listening... And you were trying to listen on Friday, you would know that the episode wasn't there. So basically, this is like my second take now um, of having to do the episode when I went to um, upload it onto Anchor uh, so that you guys can all listen to it. I realized that the first half, which I stayed up late to do, um, of the episode had not saved um, on my computer. So basically, I had lost the whole introductory part, the whole talking about, you know, basically what we're talking about today. Um, and then the only thing I did have was the actual tasting of the beer. So that that's a good sign because at least that's stuck. Um, or else I would have to obviously go and try and track down these beers, which I don't think is too hard. But uh, I'm happy that part saved. So this is kind of the second take. Uh, for you guys, it'll be the first time hearing it, but um, I'm just happy that uh, I finally get to get something out there, and I apologize for the episode being late. There will be another episode um, this Friday, and uh, that that's not going to change, so stay tuned for that. But uh, last week, we talked about American Pale Ale, and we featured a very local beer to me from my hometown, uh, Nickel Brook Brewing, so you want to check that out. Uh, this week, October begins, uh, the month that includes everything from thankfulness to being scared out of your mind. Uh, one of my all-time favorite months, uh, It's it's got great weather kind of at the beginning of the month, but really maybe just the first two weeks before it gets too cold. Uh, and of course, there's one major trend, especially in the beer scene, uh, and that comes along with this month, and that is pumpkin ale. Um, It's a very trendy style for this time of the year, sort of like your pumpkin spice lattes of the beer scene. Uh, A lot of people might argue that, you know, it's way too early for pumpkin beers. Not now, but maybe a couple weeks ago. um, For sure, around the last two weeks of September, there's always that argument uh, if it's too early for fall-themed items. But you know what? I personally believe that's not too early at all. Uh, the last two weeks of September are fairly cold, and, and that kind of gave me that vibe of cold, chilly nights and, and candles and hollowing out pumpkins and all that good stuff, maybe raking some leaves now and then. But uh, the fall is a great time, and I couldn't be more excited to, to do this episode, um, especially because this is another round uh, of our battles, a uh, very unofficial series I, I guess I'm doing now. Uh, I first did the Battle of the Sours. And now I'm doing the Battle of the Pumpkin Ales, uh, which leads me, I guess, to already reveal the breweries and beers we're doing today. So first off, we'll have uh, Great Lakes Brewery Pumpkin Ale. And then following that, we'll have uh, Lake of Bay's Pumpkin Ale. So kind of obvious the style of beer and what we're doing. And they don't really have any um, cool names. They're pretty much just called Pumpkin Ale. But uh, I'll jump into the beer themselves more specifically uh, after Uh, the little defining period of of pumpkin ale itself. Um, I also held a vote for the two types of beer on my Instagram. Um, One, definitely 
overpowered the other. And that kind of happened in the Battle of the Sours. And it happened again in the Pumpkin Ales. I'm going to have to start picking beers that people think are more evenly matched. Um, but pumpkin beer is, is such an interesting style to do. Um, and also such a classic at the same time. Like as most things in the fall, I only want this type of style you know, when the fall is here. Uh, for example, in the summer or spring, I wouldn't want a pumpkin-flavored ale at all. It's something uh, about the fall, honestly, just this month that oozes, um, you know, these types of themes uh, and Halloween themes kind of stuff like pumpkins, um, scarecrows, the orange, the color orange itself even. Um, for example, this week, um, October 9th, so that's this Friday. Same day the next episode will come out. Uh, Haunting of Bly Manor comes out. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it's uh, kind of the second part of a series. Uh, it's a Netflix show. The first one uh, was called Haunting of Hill House, and uh, now it's kind of the follow-up. It has nothing to do with the first series, so uh, maybe watch that this week and then watch the second one, or you can just tune in the second one. It's really well done, and uh, I'm very excited for that. So moving on to Pumpkin Beer itself. Uh, let's give it the spotlight for a little bit. How did this beer even get so popular? You know, there's a, a short way to explain this and kind of a more complex way. Not really, but uh, we're going to do both. Um, in the early ages of the style, there's kind of a very simple answer for why it was relevant. But for the more modern stages, it's a tiny bit more specific. Um, so almost the opposite of what you would you know, usually hear in respect to ages and time. But... That's just the way it was. So let's start with the 18th century, which is the early stages of pumpkin beer. Um, this fascination for pumpkin was almost as relevant as it is today, but for very different reasons. Um, today, it's an association with fall and trendy flavors. Um, you know, it comes in all different sorts of beverages and food, but only for this season. Back in the colonial ages, pumpkin was everywhere. There was overabundance of pumpkin, so you know why not use it? Um, the vegetable we'd use in pies, um, it would be mashed, soups, etc. Um, a, a pumpkin patch was looked at as a source of food for the dinner table, not necessarily just a photo opportunity or a hunt for the, the perfect pumpkin to carve. Um, but this time and age, there's one thing that stays the same. And that's that they love their beer. And in these times, there was very little grain and barley to spare. Um, oats and bread were much too important. So you know, what did they have that could be used for fermentable sugars and still have plenty uh, to eat for other stuff? Well, look around. There was pumpkins everywhere. So this is where the idea began and it became very popular. Um, it was the best they had at the time. Um, and it, it produced a clear finished beer. Um, they also did use other things like apples and pears, but they would just not get the, the final product that would sort of meet their needs. And pumpkin just got that clear finished beer, um, you know, almost as good as, as grain would. But over time, as wheat and barley became more accessible, you know, farming blew up and uh, European brewers immigrated to the States uh, and the style was kind of overshadowed, essentially not needed anymore. Uh, people were, became more obsessed with, I guess, the proper way of doing things rather than looking for a substitution until one day, 1985, uh, the owner of Buffalo Bill's Brewery, Bill Owens, 
he discovers a quite unique recipe. So where does he find this recipe? In the writings of George Washington, of course. I don't know why that's of course, but that when I read that, that I thought that was super cool. Um, it was a recipe that called for uh, pumpkin as the main source of starch, uh, and this blew Bill's mind. So what does any great brewer do when they come across a unique recipe? Well, they try to recreate it, of course. Uh, so that's just what Bill did. And to his surprise, he created a fantastic beer. But over time, the styles changed and has been manipulated. Of course, more brewers jumped in on this. And, and pumpkin beer has been a classic uh, in the fall beer trends up until this day. The only dilemma that came about was the difference between um, pumpkin ale and pumpkin spice ale. So Bill and his brewer friends, while altering the recipes, decided they would take pumpkin right out of the equation and focus on the autumn spices um, that would recreate essentially pumpkin pie. So that left two different styles, and these styles are still something to look out for. Now, the beer we're doing today has legitimate pumpkin in it, but when you're shopping um, and you come across a, a pumpkin spice ale, uh, or something similar of the sort, make sure to check out the ingredients because it may not what you think it is. For example, for me, uh, when I'm looking for a pumpkin ale, I really want you know to have pumpkin in it because that's just like, that's natural in my mind. If you call something a pumpkin ale, well, you're going to have pumpkin in it. So these pumpkin spice ales are, are really just trying to recreate the the taste of pumpkin pie because it's like in pumpkin pie obviously you get you know the pumpkin flavors but there's a very dominant um kind of cinnamon and nutmeg and all that kind of stuff that uh that you taste and that's what bill and his buddies did so that became a kind of an indifference in the style but um as for pumpkin beer today it's it's taken off and i think it's really cool uh to think back of the origins of this style uh, and compare it to what it's become. You know, nowadays it's it's trendy um, and like the must thing to have come the fall season. But back in the 18th century, it was literally just a way for people to have beer. Uh, a true representation of knowledge when it comes to working the land and growing your own food. It's very impressive stuff and it's a real like turning head kind of moment, kind of thought when you think about where we're at today. And obviously, there's great, you know, cooks and brewers and chefs that that really do, um, you know, kind of use all the natural sources to to make uh, a product that we can consume. But at the same time, you know, these people back in these days, they like they didn't have any of the technology. You know, they couldn't look up a recipe and and to think they had to use, um, you know, sort of their own knowledge and that knowledge was was constantly passed down uh, from generation to generation and I think that's kind of gone away nowadays like you know the classic good old family recipe like everyone I swear used to have one of those when I when I talked to my grandparents and stuff like that but um, I don't necessarily have any recipes that have been handed down to me so we'll see what happens with with time but nonetheless we have two great brewers coming up um, you know, they both, from the sounds of it, uh, pay proper homage to uh, the original recipe and uh, the way of doing pumpkin ale. So let's get into our first brewery, which is Great Lakes Brewery. Um, they're from Etobicoke, 
Uh, they have been in the industry for quite a while, especially with this pumpkin ale. Uh, in the last bottle episode, the Battle of the Sours, I didn't jump into the history of the breweries like I usually do. Um, and it's going to be the same for this one. Uh, it just gives, you know, a chance for the brewery to be on the uh, on the show again and have kind of a more in-depth look at who they are and, and what other beers they have to offer. Whereas this episode, we're kind of just um, focusing on the pumpkin ales. But our next brewery is Lake of Bays Brewery. They are located in Baysville, which is just a stone's throw from South Muskoka River. Uh, they have been in the business for about the third of the time Great Lakes has, um, but still about a decade's worth. Uh, those are the two competitors. As I mentioned before, I had a poll on my Instagram uh, asking my followers who they thought would be the winner. Uh, it was an overwhelming response uh, for Great Lakes Brewery. Their pumpkin ale has been uh, the best-selling pumpkin ale in Ontario since 2007. So that's pretty impressive, uh, I'm, I would say. Uh, and they definitely have, uh, I guess, an advantage Um I guess not necessarily. I haven't had uh, either of them, so I guess that makes this a fair competition. Um, but let's compare the actual pints now. So before I jump into them, pour them off, uh, Mike, like I usually do. Let's actually talk about them because I'm going to be doing them uh, side by side, um, so I can really kind of taste the the major differences. Uh, let's start off with Great Lakes Pumpkin Ale. It's sitting at five percent, uh, fifteen IBUs. Uh, made with locally grown pumpkins, always love that, uh, with cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, and allspice. Um, then we have Lake of Bays, uh, pumpkin ale, 6%, 25 IBUs, so uh, boozier and hoppier, um, or at least more bitter. Um, it's made with pumpkin, of course, doesn't specify if it was locally grown, I'm, I'm, sure, it, I'm sure it was. Uh, autumn Spice. Uh, vanilla, nuts, and caramel. Now, I don't necessarily know what autumn spice is. Autumn spice, if I were to guess, would be a mix of basically the, the previous that I mentioned, cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, and allspice. My guess and my prediction kind of for these two beers is that they will be similar. Uh, I'm excited to see what makes Great Lakes uh, Brewery's Pumpkin Ale, you know, the number one selling pumpkin ale. Um... And I also love a good underdog, so I'm rooting for both. Uh, the cans, if I were to give a theme, or sorry, a, um, if I were to give uh, bonus points, I guess you could say, uh, to kind of the overall look of the can, I don't know. I, I kind of like Great Lakes Brewery more. I don't know. There's something about it. The pumpkin is kind of the main focus. It has the vines sticking out of it, um, some fall leaves, uh, really nice looking can. But then also, I I love birds. So I love how there's like a crow sitting on top of a, a pumpkin on the Lake of Bays, uh, pumpkin ale. So that's pretty like spooky, uh, I guess you could say. So I don't know. And the whole can is orange. On the Great Lakes, you have some blue. Uh, some like greenish blue, I think, uh, in the background, whereas Lake of Bays is entirely orange. You know what? I'm just going to call it a tie. I don't want to give bonus points uh, or anything like that for the looks of the can, but the looks of the beer, of course, will get bonus points. So let me pour those now. Uh, I'll do it off mic, and uh, when I come back, we'll be hopping in to the Battle of the Pumpkin Ales. 
you have the pints poured. Um, they smell right out of the can. They smell absolutely um, like Thanksgiving almost in the can. The first thing I noticed, um, and this might be might be a deciding factor, that the Lake of Bays pint seems a lot more like darker orange compared to the Great Lakes Brewery pint. It seems like light orange. Um, when I first poured Lake of Bays, I actually thought it seemed more of like a, a burnt orange, like almost like almost like a pumpkin would be. But then now that I've I've poured it and it's kind of settled, it seems as if it's really dark. Um, both smell incredible. I think both smell exactly how they were described by the breweries with that allspice, that cinnamon, that nutmeg. Um, very, very explosive aroma. And uh, I don't think they're going to disappoint because when you have a beer that smells this good, how could it possibly, um, you know, taste any uh, less than than it smells, I guess you could put it. So I'm going to try the uh, Lake of Bays beer first. So that's the darker one. This is the 6%, 25 IBU, so a little bit um, more bitter. But actually, you know what? I guess I should go lighter to darker um, in respects to uh, tasting etiquette. So let's go with Great Lakes Brewery. So the number one selling pumpkin ale since 2007 in Ontario. The smell very subtle cinnamon like in in the back of my nose i can almost smell a pumpkin or like gourd like squash uh smells very farmy which i love you definitely do pick up a little bit of spice um so let's give it a taste and see if we can uh you know feel all those things on the tongue mm wow okay this is not a joke. I think this is going to be this is going to be a tough battle. That's I mean th- this is the number one. So this is this is the favorite. It's like pumpkin pie in a can. Like literally pumpkin pie as a beer. That's what this is like. That is amazing. I could drink these nonstop. Like and and that's the best part about it is that I don't find this a very sessionable beer. I think you could drink this. I think you could crush these. Um, let me give it another taste because it's still sitting on my tongue. All those spices, all those flavors, and it's not like potent. It's not um, uh, very aggressive. It's very subtle, simple, subtle, but like packs a punch. So let me give another taste here. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Wow, if I don't get to the next beer, I might literally just call it right now and drink this one. That That is outstanding. For pumpkin ale, that's got to be hands down the best pumpkin ale I've ever had. Unless Lake of Bays uh, is going to knock it uh, off its throne. So let's switch beers. Let's talk Lake of Bays now. So this is the darker of the two. In the natural light next to the window, you can really see kind of uh, you know the translucent orange. Uh, it's it's really gorgeous in color. If I was to say uh, pick a color, um, and like I said, that might be a deciding factor. I definitely would give hats off to Lake of Bays. Uh, I definitely think I like this this color more. In the dark, it's hard to tell, but in the natural light, it's got this beautiful burnt orange color. 
So let's give this one a smell. Wow. So same thing. I'm gonna. I would say it's pretty even in terms of aroma. I think both um, pack um, quite the bomb in terms of the allspice, the nutmeg. This one you do pick up a bit more sweetness, and I think that's that caramel. And uh, I'm excited because this one mentioned it's a little bit nuttier. So I expect this one to be a little bit more malty than the, the Great Lakes Brewery. But let's see how that plays out in terms of representing a pumpkin ale. Uh, so I'm gonna give it a smell or a taste. Sorry, I already smelled it. Mm. Okay, so definitely much maltier. Um, you definitely get that pumpkin taste. Not as much of like a pumpkin pie and the sweetness. I think I actually get more um, caramel, and I think that nuttiness really does uh, have a huge role in this beer. This beer, I'd say the cinnamon and nutmeg, I don't find as relevant. Um, I think they're more kind of on the back burner in this beer. I think that nut and caramel um, sort of takes over. And uh, let's give it another taste here. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So here's what I'll say. After tasting the two, um, if I was to break this down by uh, aroma, um, color, um, so I guess appearance, um, and then uh, taste, and then taste will kind of be set into two um, factors, maybe kind of like the initial taste and then how it lingers. Um, let's start with appearance because that's the first thing you see. When you open the beer, I I would give the appearance to Lake of Bays. Um, I guess if you wanted to include the can, I definitely like the can better. I like the all orange. Seems more of a pumpkin Halloween-y type vibe. Um, but yeah, I'd say Lake of Bays, in my personal opinion. The Great Lakes Brewery beer, it's it's pretty orange. like It's kind of like pumpkin orange, but I just I like the burnt orange better. It kind of seems more fall. Um, let's move on to aroma. Uh, aroma, I would say, is a dead tie. Um, they both are, um, you know, just oozing with allspice and that cinnamon and nutmeg. And uh, they definitely, they I can't give an edge. I can't find an edge. Yeah, the moment you, you cracked both cans, you could just smell it. It filled up the room, basically. Um, so that's awesome. I think that definitely gets you wine to drink it. I think you know, you almost, you taste with your, your nose. People see you taste with your eyes, but I think you taste with your nose. If you plug your nose, I don't know what the actual fact is. I'll have to get someone to fact check me, but, um, I think it's something like you, you, you plug your nose and then it's harder to taste or your, your taste senses. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Um, but with this, you're going to want to smell every ounce of it. Uh, so I guess that that leaves us with um, the taste. And I guess the edge right now, honestly, is Lake of Bays with the color. But realistically, it's all about the taste. So the, the beginning taste, the front taste, the, the Great Lakes Brewery beer, um, pumpkin pie, sugar sweet, um, right in your face. And I love every minute of it. You get the cinnamon on the back as it's going down. And that, that really um, was impressive. The 
Lake of Bays beer, I get more of a, that caramel, uh, nut, malty taste up front. And then on the back, you get the subtleness of the the cinnamon and, and the autumn spice, I guess, is what they called it. Um, so in terms of the back, very similar. But um, the lingering taste, let's get to that part, and then I'll kind of wrap it all up. Um, the lingering taste... The pumpkin pie was still relevant, but it was really those fall spices that were just so dominant um, in the Great Lakes Brewery beer. The uh, the Lake of Bay's pumpkin ale, same sort of thing, but I, I didn't think it was as, um, like, I, I don't know how to put it. It, it just, it was soft, I guess. Um, and I think that maybe if they were playing it safe and didn't want to put too much in, I think they should have put more. Um and I think that maybe I don't know how they brewed this beer, obviously, and, and what point they put those ingredients in. Um, but I, I definitely think they're they're on the mark. They just need to kind of alter it a little bit, and I guess that that pretty much uh, gives it away. And I'm gonna give the the winner to Great Lakes Brewery uh, Pumpkin Ale. They win the Battle of the Pumpkin Ales. Absolutely fantastic pumpkin ale. Uh, I'll give the scores for both beers in just a second, but I can totally understand how it's the the number one selling pumpkin ale uh, in all of Ontario since 2007. This beer is is exactly what you would expect a pumpkin ale to be, and I will definitely be drinking these all October long. So congratulations, Great Lakes Brewery, um, Lake of Bays. You know, don't be dis- disappointed or upset. Uh, still a fantastic beer, so make sure you pick up some of those as well. Um, as for scores, uh, I'll give the Lake of Bay's Pumpkin Ale a 7.9. And the Great Lakes Brewery uh, Pumpkin Ale, I'm going to give uh, an 8.8. That is just a, a fantastic pint. Um, that, that pretty much wraps up the Battle of Sour. Uh, oh, my God. Battle of the Pumpkin Ales. Um, congratulations, Great Lakes Brewery again. And that pretty much wraps up this episode uh, you know, give us a shout on on Instagram if you think I I picked wisely or if I picked the wrong beer. Uh, that's at Craft Beer Talk Show on Instagram, and then I'll drop the uh, links or um, the accounts to follow in the description of this episode. Um, next week is uh, Thanksgiving, so I, I believe the episode should be on track um, for Friday. Thanksgiving isn't really celebrated until Sunday, Monday you know, kind of Saturday type thing. So the episode should be airing out uh, as it always does at 8 a.m. on Friday. And uh, until then, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Cheers.